This is Robert Martellacci, the Mindshare Learning Port, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. And welcome to this weekend EdTech Mindshare TV podcast with internationally renowned EdTech leader, Keith Kruger, uh, the CEO of COSIN, as we uh, release key survey results with Keith uh, that will drive innovation in K-12 education uh, for 2023. Uh, Keith, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Robert. Good to good to see you. Always a pleasure. A little bit about Keith Kruger. Uh, as I said, he's a, a legend in ad tech. He, Keith is a, the CEO of COSIN uh, that serves as the voice for k 12 system technology leaders in North America. COSIN's mission is empowering educational leaders to leverage technology to realize engaging learning environments. He was selected by EdTech for its 2019 30K12 IT influencers, and he's been identified as one of the big 10 most influential people in EdTech and Center for Digital Education identified him as the top 30 technologists transforming trailblazer. And uh, Keith, it goes on and on. I just want to ask you, when is the my book? Mother, my mother appreciates all the nice things. <laughs> about Excellent. I hope uh, she enjoys this podcast. Uh, and uh, today you are uh, sharing the final survey results, top hurdles, accelerators, and tech enablers, enablers, that's a mouthful for me this afternoon, <laughs> that are driving innovation for K-12 in 2023. What inspired this, Keith? Yeah, well, this is an annual uh, set of research that we do with about 100 experts from around the world. So it's not just a North America thing for Canada and the United States. But uh, what we try to do is uh, help uh, we ask a, a group of experts, about 60% are from North America, but we don't believe uh, innovation stops at the Atlantic and Pacific. And each year oh, yes. we pick the top three trends and we start with hurdles. And by hurdles, we mean it's kind of the why. What are we, what are we trying to overcome? And then we look at the accelerators. How do we, uh, I like to say, kind of swim with the current? How do we look at what are the bigger trends that are happening either in the world or in education? And it's only last and final that we look at the tech enablers, the actual technologies, which is probably the opposite way of most, the way most technology conversations start by those of us like who are big advocates. We start with the technology and forget about why we're doing it and uh, how we leverage what's already happening. Wonderful. Well, why don't we kick off with uh, the top three hurdles and drill down a little bit. Uh, there are challenges, no doubt. And post pandemic, there's been tremendous innovation through the pandemic. And now it's about driving innovation, as we talk about, through evidence-based research and really what's working out there. So uh, two of the three are things that have been happening since the start of the pandemic. Uh, at the bottom of the list is uh, digital equity, that uh, everything we do around technology uh, should, perhaps everything we do in education ought to make be equitable and, and done in that way. Also, uh, last year, we saw that attracting and retaining educators and, and including IT professionals was a top priority. And that continued today. There is is at least here in the U.S. and I think probably in Canada and the rest of the world, yeah. this challenge of of finding teachers, but also um, you know my audience of chief technology officers and their staffs, uh, it's not easy given the the salaries and the 
competition and early retirements and absolutely just- one of the uh school districts out west uh lost about 25 percent of their staff during covid Yep, yep. And the new one for this year that we're seeing is um, designing effective digital ecosystems. And um, you're actually going to hear a little bit about that on the tech enablers, too. But, yeah, uh, you know, I think we've seen during the pandemic that challenge when you don't have kind of a standardized ecosystem and, you know, kind of teachers and students and and really parents are all out there alone you know trying to absolutely figure out how to sign into things and, and all then factoring in the learning environments you know we're in a co-working innovation space that we built so we're big fans of you know creating the right environment that's yeah. conducive to learning that is fully integrated so totally agree with you on that point it's it's, it's yeah that, for sure that wild wild west mentality we saw in march of 2020 just take everything that's available for free is kind of crazy and right and it wasn't elegant there was a lot of criticism around that tech but in a crisis without it uh we wouldn't have had sustained learning it was the choice between no learning or some learning but it wasn't right. great it wasn't designed to be great learning absolutely but, uh, we do need to design great learning. I couldn't agree with you more. So, uh, so let's drill down a little bit into. Uh, I guess are we done with the hurdles? Does yeah, that cover yeah. The, and I, the accelerators. You know, again, we've seen some changes that have happened in the pandemic. You know, at the bottom of the list uh, is social emotional uh, well being, and right. I think that that's something that pre pandemic. Uh, technology leaders in education didn't think was their job, but I think you mm. can't do the job of learning if if uh, students and parents and and teachers are not uh, do not have the mindset and the well being in order to do it. So that's critical. I'm, um, I'm glad you mentioned parents because you know uh, my sister in law is a guidance counselor and she spends a lot of time dealing with parents. So mm-hmm. when parents have issues, you need to understand where they're coming from understand the kids and yep. it's uh, it is truly a crisis out there right now without a doubt so so you're on point with this one in my books <laughs> okay and at the top of the list continues to be about the importance of leadership and that's not a surprise uh, i think to you or to me mm-hmm. uh, you know just having leaders understand what's possible and that's particularly important right now uh, there's a, a reflexive you know let's go back to what we used to have but uh, leaders need to see what we can adapt from what we've tried and uh, how do we improve and move forward. 100%. Dr. Steve Jordans, the University of Toronto psychologist, who has his own ed tech, coined the phrase, the great snapback, right? And that's yeah. what we're up against. And so we, we need to continue to drive innovation as leaders ourselves, yeah. uh, as we are today. Yeah, and the other one that's kind of new on the list this year is learner agency, making sure mm, that that I uh, love it. individual student uh, kind of takes control of what they're they're learning and, and has a desire to do that. Brilliant. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's amazing when you give kids agency. We had a co-op student uh, in our workspace and we had to reconfigure our design thinking of a space and I said uh, to the student, can you help me solve this problem? I got all this excess furniture. We need to get rid of some of it. How do we figure that out? And, and, and the student said, well, that's very easy. Let's you know move some of this around. 
you know, take these screws off and take this section off. I didn't see that, right? And, and they had a different yeah. lens. So surrounding yourself with smarter people is part of my philosophy and younger people. Diversity yeah. is our strength in many ways. And, and I couldn't agree more when you give these kids agency. They are incredible problem solvers, aren't they? They really are. They, it's uh, that's exactly where where we when when we see th great things happening, that's when the learner is empowered and and it and has agency to do their own learning. Absolutely, and uh, you know when you talk about building human capacity, uh, you know you did your site visits uh, in Canada, one of the winners of our schools uh, school district of the year award uh, is. The Ottawa Catholic Board, they've been doing deep learning with Dr. Michael Fullen yep. and the coherence from a leadership perspective, it's it's incredible what you can accomplish yep. across large systems when you have alignment, isn't it? It is. Yes. Fascinating. And you see some great examples of that, no doubt, uh, in your travels, whether it's in your own backyard in the U.S. or around the world, as you do. And uh, it's 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 how do we how do we expand on like and get beyond pockets of innovation, and uh, maybe that's something that's a hidden gem in the tech enablers, perhaps. Uh, I'm fingers crossed. <laughs> so the uh, well, you're absolutely right that scaling innovation is is always a concern. Uh, this particular year, the tech enablers that the experts thought, and again, this is not intended to be like tablets from heaven to tell you the answer. We see yeah. this as a spark to start a conversation in your own community because right. education is local. Uh, and so whether it's in your province or your school board uh, or your school, you can you can say this is what, you know, a bunch of global experts think are the trends. Is this what we're trying to solve? Is this right. the difference? And the things that our uh, experts thought for this coming year that educators ought to be thinking about is artificial intelligence. That's uh, honestly kind of it's been discussed by our experts for a number of years, but we haven't actually has. put it as a top three. And I think, you know, you're seeing in the news of how this uh, these new chat box and, and chat GPT or GPT, yes. yes, yes. It's, so <laughs> it's, it's really going to be the next big thing as Google was, right? Yep. Uh, and how that redefining what learning is all about. You know, you didn't need to memorize all these dates anymore because you got Google. So now you've got this incredibly smart engine that could mm -hmm. write things for you. And uh, it presents more challenges. More challenges, but uh, hopefully... And opportunities. Hopefully there'll be some opportunities yeah, too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of AI. I really, Keith, don't think, and to your point earlier, we haven't fully optimized the power of AI and giving no. teachers back time. And and in IT, uh, uh, streamlining uh, efficiencies. So I, I'm really pleased to see that one. Yep. And broadband is the second tr uh, mm. technology trend. That's been on our list for a number of years. Right. But starting last year, untethered uh, broadband. And by that, I think mm. it means that, you know, we see very few students at 
either at school or at home that are actually fixed to a wire. It's, it's Wi-Fi that they're connecting to. And that gives you the mobility to move around and do things. It's a, it's a different way. And it, that kind of uh, means you don't even, you, you can't, you're not just thinking about the wire that comes into the building, right? how you uh, configure it for wireless access points and things like that. Well, I hearken back to your summit last year in Nashville meeting one of the superintendents, we were having a chat and he talked about the challenge around internet access and how they solved it with one of Elon Musk's satellites hovering over yep. the school district because they had rural and, ur- uh, rural and urban mix and they had some real serious bandwidth challenges and, and through creative problem solving, they were able to alleviate that. So. Yep. That that's you know, uh, again on point with that one. You you you're three for three, Keith. And nine for nine. <laughs> well, how does that the, make you feel? That's great. And the last one is just the rich digital ecosystems. And honestly, that ties back to one of the hurdles of the, mm-hmm. the complexity is that if you design kind of these uh, platforms that as you're testing out in in your center, you know, making it easier for the learner, designing it right up front so that uh, they find a single sign-on or uh, interoperable and and shareable. And and not trying to shoehorn higher ed systems into elementary or K-12. Yep. You know, I think we often see that the ed techs have a responsibility to in this. It's um, yeah, it really is a partnership, isn't it? And I'm seeing post pandemic or maybe it was inspired more so through the pandemic to problem solve some of the challenges that there's never been a more pent up desire to really partner with with the, the ed tech sector, which is poised for a lot of great things to happen in 2023, I like to think. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we really are in a different moment from where we were just two years ago, where, you know, we were reaching a tipping point of, you know, mm-hmm. over half of the classrooms being one-to-one, but now, you know, it's over 90% or almost maybe almost a hundred percent, even at the elementary level, you know, we've gone from, uh, you know, 40 to in the United States, 65% of kind of L- of K-6 classrooms are ubiquitous. That's really a different uh, environment. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible. Uh, I'm so excited to see what's next for your your next year's survey for 2024. I I think uh, we just keep making great strides. I think the getting beyond pockets of innovation is is something that we've been striving for for many years and that that coherence that uh Fullen talks about and achieving that from one school to the next within a district we're starting to see more of that and that's yep. you know that's some of what you're highlighting here in terms of learning environments and you know it, it's that digital equity piece right it's that helping all kids thrive right yep. so that's certainly what, what we're going to be talking about in Austin. We hope to see you That's again. That's a great segue to Austin. What's <laughs> going to happen in Austin? I, well, I we'll, hope we'll to be, be there the again. third week of uh, March and come uh, come down the weekend early and see the end of South by Southwest music. Uh, they'll have some music available. Always enjoy South by Southwest. Always good. Sure. And, 
and uh, we'll keep the conversation going about innovation and the, what the future of learning should look like. Fantastic. Any final thoughts to share, Keith Kruger, about your uh, organization and membership opportunities? You know, we're based in Canada. You've uh, dipped your toe into the Canadian market. You yeah. offer some incredible services. One of the great challenges that we have right now is around cybersecurity. And I know you're one of the trailblazers uh, in addressing that head on. It's a huge, huge problem. It's the number one issue as we survey people in the United States. And, uh, uh, you know, school districts, school boards are just very vulnerable. They're called soft soft targets because uh, right. they don't have the resources, but they have a lot of data. And, uh, right. And you've uh, got, speaking of resources, you've got some great research do. and and, and, and uh, resources available to help mitigate the risk we do it's a there's a, it's a huge problem and a huge challenge but uh we're trying to do everything we can to help under-resourced school districts to make a difference with that keith kruger thank you so much for your time today thank you have a great day and happy holidays to you that was keith kruger the ceo of the consortium for schools networking. My name is Robert Marglacci, the Mindshare Learning Report. Be sure to check out W Mindshare Learning to get your latest issue. And until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and have a happy holiday season.